my people what i do we back with a live episode of all black men need therapy in therapy thursdays my name is chief and i'm bell and i'm adrian yo <laughs> <laughs> had to get my man accustomed to it word up we appreciate y'all for tapping in sorry for the technical difficulties but we we live and we rolling you know what i'm saying um before we begin quick uh quick commercial this episode is brought to you by all black men need therapy merchandise sponsoring you dig i want you to visit the website www.abmnt.com purchase your gear today while we're live right now y'all if you if you type in the code abmnt live 15 you get 15 percent off the entire store while we're live so go ahead and get you something while we're live tap in and uh see what's happening Yadig. Yo, Chief, what's the uh what's the website again? I'm about to order me something right now. ABMNT.com. ABMNT.com. Go ahead and get your 15%, Adrian. <laughs> you hey, did? I, I love a good deal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Word. Um, check this out. Yo, where are we are gonna be filming on Tuesday? Um, in the studio. We're in the studio Tuesday, Prentice flying over. Tuesday, January 9th, we filming in the studio, 8 p.m. in New Britain, Connecticut. Email us at live at abmnt.com. We were, we're doing it with a live audience, so limited tickets only. So put your request in. Email us at live at abmnt.com and request your tickets. We got you. They're for the free, but it's first come, first serve, so it's only a limited amount of people we're going to have there, so make sure you tap in. Live at abmnt.com. That would be a first for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. It's the, our very first live, you know, interactive type thing. So pull up. Pull up. Bell, you want to go ahead and give your uh, Therapy Thursday spiel? Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, live audience Tuesday. Come up, pull up. And I, I got to shout Chief out real quick because this was his idea. Um. And uh, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. I wasn't at first. I'm gonna be honest, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. We've gotten I, I've seen the emails come in with people inquiring, people DMing me. You know what I'm saying? So pull up. I don't. How many are we accepting, Chief? Or do we not? Or do we not want to say yet? You mute it, bro. You mute it. You mute it. You're muted. Your microphone is off. You are talking, but we can't hear you. We cannot hear you. Yeah, yeah, my bad. My bad. I said it's gonna be a low number, but we're trying to mix it up. So those of you, you still might have a chance. You dig what I'm saying? So so tap in. We want a blended crowd so and whatnot. We're gonna be doing it, you know, often. So just this first one is a trial run. So we want to keep the keep the numbers low, but tap in live at abmnt.com. So um so you um we're going to do check-ins after this, Chief. Yeah. That's how we're all right, cool. Um, so first of all, thank everyone. I appreciate everybody for joining. This is Therapy Thursday with All Black Men Need Therapy. Two-thirds of All Black Men Need Therapy. We have our honorary guests um, and kind of a co-host now on Therapy Thursday, Adrian White, who's a um, licensed clinical social worker. And for those of you who've been riding with us for the last three three years and we are coming up on four years, bro. And Father's Day will be four years since we started this podcast. So if you've been riding with us since the beginning, you know that we talk about real life things that that we've experienced firsthand and um, how we how we've navigated those waters. And we wanted to add a real life therapist on to help bring more validity to the, some of the things that we say 
and to give you a real life outlet in real time, provided you have questions that you want to get addressed. So um, Therapy Thursdays, make sure you like, share and subscribe. Word, like, share and subscribe. I will say this. We have done a, a good job of connecting with one another and using this platform as a way for us to grow and be better. And I can tell you in the past three and a half years, I have grown immensely in, 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 in how I look at things and how, you know, and just how I process things and how I communicate and I'm still growing, but it's, 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 it's dope. And I'm thankful for you brothers, man. It's been, it's been, it's been a powerful journey and I'm excited to see where, you know, where we continue to go. So with that being said, Adrian, we appreciate you joining us. But since, you know, you you pretty much, you know, you a member now. Check in, homie. How you be? How you feeling? How you living? Before I check in, what's the uh, code for my 15% off? <laughs> <laughs> it's on the screen. Tap in. Use the code ABMNLIVE15. Get that 15% off. You know what I mean? Appreciate your support, good brother. Word. Okay, that, that, that take care of the shipping. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Word. All right. Well, yeah, man. Um, okay. I can I can I can do my check in, Adrian. If you still try to get your affairs in oh, order, I got in, it. In my, my joint processing. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So, um, checking in. Um, man, I'm I'm, I'm good today. You know, I'm good today. Saw a few clients. Um, I got to fly to. Arizona on Saturday to pick up my bonus daughters. So that's going to be, we about to be back full, full house again. Full they house. was with their father. Yeah, they was with their dad for a few weeks. So it's, it's going to be good to have them back. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I miss my babies, but the, the, the peace that I've been having too with just me wifey and putting the babies down and it's just us and ain't a million people calling our names. I'm a, but we, we capitalized on it, but it's time for the girls to come home. And, um, yeah, outside of that, just, you know, building the practice, continuing to work on building, you know, working on a relationship and working on myself. I finally got that gym membership. You know what I'm saying? Chief sent uh, videos of him slimming down. So I'm like, all right, you know, let me stop playing. Let me really get the get the physical up with the mental, you know. Word. So it's, yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's called cocaine. Don't be confused. <laughs> 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 oh, man. You want me to go, Chief? Yeah, Bellhead, you good? That's it for you, Adrian? Yeah, that's it. Uh, check in. Um, I'm cool, man. I'm, it's, I, I don't know if you guys feel like this, but it feels like it's been way longer than a week since we last recorded. Maybe because I just had a lot going on, but I mean, I guess, oh, Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> like we Shit. Yeah. <laughs> happy new exactly. year y'all word damn yeah so um i'm good man i was um i was talking to one of my really good friends today like sandbox like I, i've known him longer than i've known you chief and um he used to work for me at one point and we was just catching up and you know and you know sometimes a lot of times with me more often than not with me and chief i know you, you're like this too and potentially you too adrian we just go you know what i'm saying like we go and we don't necessarily slow down and as they say smell the roses and all of that stuff we just go and um i hadn't talked to him in a little bit and it was like i said he used to work for me so he's very familiar with our company and i was talking about the shake up and you know now i'm i'm, I'm working for a different company now under the same 
you know, parent company. And, and he was just, um, thank you. Thank you, man. So he was, um, he, he was just, um, he, he was just like in awe of everything of like where I am right now. You know what I'm saying? And, and I didn't look at it like that. I didn't look at it like his words in short were like, man, you are winning at a high level. You know what I'm saying? He's like, you are winning at a high level. And I, and, and I didn't really think about it like that. I'm just like, yeah, man, I'm just, I got this to do. I got that to do, you know, whatever, whatever. But it was, it was a, it was a good reminder that we, we should all slow down and be grateful, right? Be grateful and give ourselves some grace. Cause we may not be where we want to be, you know what I'm saying? But we're a lot further than where we were, you know, and and that was like a, a eye opening moment for me today. Um, but other than that, man, I'm good, man. First week on the job and the new job, my like I said, my boss is phenomenal, man. Like phenomenal. Um, team is great. Like I'm so well placed. Like it's it's crazy, you know. And already got stuff going. Big client meetings coming up. A lot of travel coming up. Um. But yeah, man, I'm good, man. My 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 parents came up this weekend. My 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 son, we decorated his room, so it's not like a just a bunch of shit thrown in a room that he sleeps in. Now it's like his room, you know what I'm saying? He got the dinosaur theme, and my mom uh, picked everything out. I bought everything, and then we came back and organized everything. So, so I'm good, man. I'm good. That's that's my check in. That's what's up. Um, I go and check in. Um, first of all, I'm good. Kids are happy and healthy. I had a um I had a rough new year, yo. Like the the maybe like the last three days of the maybe like the last two days of the year and the first day, first two days of this year. Like it was a it was a rough week, man. So my um my oldest got into a car accident and uh got seven staples in his head, seven stitches in both lips. You know what I'm saying? Thankful to be alive, he's good and whatnot. But um with that just came a lot of like you know, I don't know if I know he's adopted. So he, he just comes from all the things kids aren't supposed to come from. And he was raised primarily by a woman. So his mentality is not really, it's not, he hasn't quite stepped into manhood just yet. So he's, he's, he's been coddled. So he kind of is still looking for that. And I'm kind of trying to help trying to push him over the edge, but it's, it's been, it's been, a, it's been an interesting dynamic to where, you know, like he bounces in and out of like when he wants to be a man and when he wants to be a baby, like sometimes like in the midst of this, like you could hear the yearn for like that protection and that like parental guidance and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? But then <clears throat> once you start throwing that accountability at him, you get defensive and now all of a sudden you want to be a man. But, um, I had a, um, yo, your boy had a panic attack, yo. And I, I pretty much thrive on being like, you know, super strong cat and over it. And like, none of that, I don't really do anxiety per se. Like I've, I've had that. I've felt it like twice in my life that I can recall, but like going into the emergency room to see him reminded me of when at the time going to, to, to identify my brother's body. So I walk in there and I start to go so two different hospitals. So the first one I walk in and I start to like get that little knot, like, you know, I'm throw like I'm about to throw up. And then it was it was brief. He was asleep, so I didn't stay long. I left, but then when he transferred, we transferred him to a different hospital. You know, the, the the room was way down the hall, around the corner. So as I'm walking down the hall, I'm starting to feel it. I'm clamming up. My hands getting clammy. My legs like getting weak. And when I turned the corner to go to the hall where his room was at, I started hearing the like the hospital beeps. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the beeping and whatnot. And your boy, yo, 
I just like I couldn't control it. My eyes started to water, my legs started shaking. Your boy, I like tried to take two more steps, I collapsed. Yo, Adrian, your boy just fell to the floor. Like I couldn't, I couldn't control it. My legs gave out on me. I started crying. And like it once I turned that corner, it was like some movie shit, fam. Like I turned the corner and I was in the hallway of the hospital my brother was in. Like that, that's that what was in my mind. And I like your boy started to like panic. Like I I, I froze up. And the doctor looking like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm good. Just give me a minute. So I got up and I, I tried to take a deep breath and I was like, took two more steps. And then, and then I like started shaking a little bit and I was like, nah, I can't do this, bro. And I turned around and I went back outside and just got some fresh air. And as soon as I hit the air, it was kind of like, like it was a gloomy day. But when I got outside, the fucking sun came out. Like it was still gloomy, but in my head, the sun came out. You know what I'm saying? Like it was weird, bro. And I, so I think like that, like that PTSD component of it is like for real, for real, when it comes to that situation, like hospitals or emergency rooms, I don't fare well in at all. Like it, and it was, it, it was bad. So I'll explain the first time, uh, another time we talked, Adrian, but my first time experiencing like what I thought was anxiety or a panic attack was a similar thing in, 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 the, um, in the hospital, my daughter had gotten sick, but it was, I'm fucking, I'm here now. My daughter had gotten sick and something in my mind, like she ain't going to make it. She had a high fever, but that was it. Like something in my head was like, she ain't going to make it. So I started panicking. I'm, I'm moving around. I'm shaking. And the room had like a lower ceiling. So I stood under the, like the, the air vent and I'm like trying to breathe in through my nose, out through my mouth, really control myself. And I'm like, nigga, chill out. I'm, this is me in my head. I'm like, chill out. You got this. So I'm, I get my, I finally like get my body still and I'm standing still and I'm under the end of the vent trying to breathe in the air. And fam, my toes were like trying to like dig out of the bottom of my shoes. And I'm like, yeah, this is some crazy shit. I, I couldn't control it. I'm like, my feet, my toes were trying to dig me out of my shoes. I'm like, yo, this gotta be what panic attack anxiety feels like. So I went again, went outside. It was nighttime at that time, but I went outside, got some fresh air and I was good, but I couldn't go back into like the room my daughter was in. I had to like wait in the lobby. It was, it was wild, but, um, that, you know, so that experience kind of walked up on me again and it was completely unexpected because I didn't. I wasn't thinking about it when I walked in. Like, Let me go check him out, make sure he's good. But that shit like overtook me, overcame me. And and, and it was, you know, so I don't know if it's like, if that's something like therapy can help or whatever, but. That was going to be my question. When was the last time you saw your therapist? Probably like right before Thanksgiving. Oh, see, I didn't know you were still like. Um... Actively going. Yeah, actually, yeah. that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, it's been like maybe like every other week. Oh, good. Yeah, has it helped? Yeah, for sure, for good. sure, for sure. Like you see how like lately we've been talking about me and, and my communication stuff. It happened here, but I bounced that off of her and whatnot. And we, you know, working on some things, and it's kind of dope, yo. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really like I feel like I'm moving in a real, real good direction as far as that is concerned. But it was just, it was, it was uh, eye opening for me to assess my communication skills and go, damn, bro, you ain't as sharp as you thought you was. You know way better than yours, nigga. Yeah, people skills way better than yours, nigga. Um, <laughs> um, but you also in, in, in the conversation we had the other day. So my people, before we get in, I'm the check in is done. But before we get into it, like I had we the the podcast, me Bell and Prentice had a pretty deep conversation the other day, and um, we'll get to that later on. I did record it, Bell. So if we want to review it and maybe just put it out there in the air. People can know what's going on. Yeah. So later on, maybe you know when we, you know, what I'm saying we could we can dial back on it. Ain't you supposed to tell somebody when they're being recorded? No, it's all good. It's all good. I ain't put it out there. I ain't watch it yet or whatever. But um, after the conversation, Bella and I got to talking and the, the conversation, like sometimes we are what we say we ain't. That that part was like, mm-hmm. was a big deal for me. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I'm like, I'm not typically an anxious guy. And then you just had a panic attack or an anxiety attack. Like mm-hmm. you might be, you know what I'm saying? But I just don't feel it in me. So 
it was it was something I'm I'm starting to, I'm looking at now, just kind of like you know I'm not this I'm not that. And nigga, are you really? You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm looking at it a little bit closer now. So it's kind of yeah. You know, it's it's crazy how you know saying something out loud can convince us that we that we're okay or that right. we're not. You know what I'm saying? And like what Chief is talking about is um I well, I have an executive coach and he. I had a situation. I talked about on the podcast when I got triggered by something, and when I finally got on the phone with him, I'm like, I'm like, you know, Toby, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an emotional dude or nothing like that. So this, and I'm not, and you know, I don't be getting too overly sensitive about things. And I, this is all through the course of the conversation. At the end, he was like, he's like, bro, he's like, you are all those things, and that's okay. He's like, you stop saying you're not. He's like, you, you are. He's like, we wouldn't be having this conversation if you if you weren't. He's like, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? He's like, you can be, you can be who you are in these things. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to reject it. He's like, because when you the more you reject it, the more it doesn't allow you to heal. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn. And during that conversation that Chief and I had, I I, I literally saw it through my executive coach's lens. Cause Chief and I are are very similar, like very similar. So when he was saying those things, I'm not this, I'm not that. It's crazy, Adrian, because on that call, if he ever releases it, he would say it and then immediately follow and give an example of when he was just recently. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not an anxious dude. Just had a panic attack. You know what I'm saying? I don't get stressed, but this is all the stress I'm dealing with. You know what I'm saying? It was like, so when I was listening, I'm like, I got to call him. So I called him the next day and I was like, yeah, I mean, I just, I hear you when I hear you, I hear me. So maybe this can help you. So I'm glad to help. I didn't, I didn't know how it landed chief. Like we didn't, we didn't really talk about it afterwards. So I'm glad. I'm no, glad. yeah. So it was just something to process again. Like I, I, like outside of like the, like when is the last time you see me stressed? Like, I'd just be like, yeah, I got some shit on. I got some shit I got some shit I got to do. Some shit I got to do. Some shit I got to do. And don't really like. I also think that's part of the problem though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's part of the problem. I think, I th- I think you're potentially you're so adverse to being stressed that you mask it. You know what I'm saying? That's why back in the day I was saying that's when you would snap. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you weren't processing all this shit, yeah. and I gotta help you take the person out the bushes that you Yo, just put in there. You know what I'm saying? I don't like how you try to paint me as this. <laughs> <laughs> Am I painting or am I just looking at the, the finished product? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. But you've, you've come a long way. But I, I think, I think again, you know, we got Adrian on, but I, I think I think that person that you were, you don't want to go back there. And I think anytime you feel something come on that could get you to that place, you you pivot. You know what I'm saying? You pivot so hard to remove yourself from it but it doesn't it doesn't address the real issue you know what i'm saying and that's all i've been saying with you even in our conversation that you recorded the other day like well we i didn't so I, i'm talking about the conversation with me you and prentice i didn't record no, you, i didn't I record oh okay i didn't record yeah. our you and i conversation phone no, conversation no, no, yeah the three of us yeah that's what i'm talking about but even in that like there was there was a lot of avoidance you know what I'm saying? And we and we spoke about it, right? Like afterwards, mm. but there was still a lot of avoidance and, and I can see it. Like I, I, I've known you the majority of your life. I've known you longer than your father's known you. 
You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yo, yo, my sister, his birthday was the other day. My sister posted some pictures that I saved him so I can send them to y'all cats so we can. Yo, and I'm not, if I'm keeping if I'm keeping it a buck, Bell, uh, I talk to my man at work a lot, my man, Mr. King. Shout out to my man, Desmond King. Yo, it's a real, just a real solid brother, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real solid cat, man. You know what I'm saying? And he, he, he heavy on the scripture and he'd be laying, he'd be hitting me with it, you know, at work sometime. But we had this, we had that conversation about how I told him how, like, I pitched going to see my dad to y'all. And y'all was like, well, you doing it for you? You're doing it for the podcast. I'm doing it for the podcast. And he's like, nah, I'm surprised to hear you say that, bro. And then he kind of like, I'm not going to lie. He kind of like convinced me that it's worth having that conversation. Or this. So, Adrian, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Or are you telling us you're doing it for the podcast to mask those feelings that you have and you're really doing it for yourself? But allowed, you can you can stomach Oh no, I'm doing it for the podcast. Like, that's no, no, no. easier to stomach. No, no, because at the time it was genuinely like, yo, this would be like something monumental for the masses to see. Like a, a, a man trying to reconcile with his father after 40 years of you know of absence. See, but I'm about to hit you with how my, my, my executive coach, you know what I'm saying? He he we're not talking about everybody, we're talking about you. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like for instance, if it can be monumental for all these listeners. But detrimental to you. Mm-hmm. Do we do it. You know what I'm saying? No, like, but it's something that I think need it would it, it would need to happen just to kind of <clears throat> to, to what's the what's the phrase? Bury the hatchet. You know what I'm saying? Like closure, but it's it's more it's more for closure, like wrapped in forgiveness, if you will. So you or not him. or not? You know what I'm saying? But it's again because he's he's just like yo, you like you don't know his story. You don't know his story with his father. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, well, that's that's a that's a very valid point. You know what I'm saying? But in 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 retrospect, it's kind of like I don't, and it might be good to know and it might help explain some things. Still might not yeah. give a fuck, but yeah, yeah. I think it, it sounds like it's easier for you to say, okay, I'll do it for the podcast because of the vulnerability that comes with you having to acknowledge that you need to do it for yourself. So I definitely believe like your initial thought was, okay, the podcast, yeah, it would be cool, but that's a lot of vulnerability to go face somebody when you've had all of this time. And I don't know what it was like, but it seems like he wasn't there or around. There's a part of you and a lot of that stuff, you probably suppressed a lot of that stuff, right? Because it's almost like, and it goes back to, we touched on this before, a lot of us turn into fathers and we don't even know how to be sons. And so then what does that conversation even like look like right do you even have the discussion of your feelings from not having him there from the things that he missed and all of that or do you just gloss over that and never even touch on those things i i i don't know because i don't know i don't know where the conversation would lead but what i can say when it if out of anybody on the podcast and we've spoken to i'm probably the one who's most comfortable being vulnerable like i don't have a problem i don't have a problem crying and and, and being judged about it or whatever but i so like, I have no problem being like, you know what? I realize that I'm doing this for me now. You dig what I'm saying? But I, I don't think I'm sold on it. But like, I've been, my man's been, my man, Mr. King's been talking to me and I've, and it's been really like sitting on me like, damn, like, you know, maybe you should do this, bro. So I, I challenge you. I challenge you to, uh, and of course, handle it however you go handle it. But I challenge you to take time to sit and think about, you know, you at going through not having it. 
and mm-hmm. writing those feelings and processing all of that and possibly have that conversation with them or write it in a letter first. But I definitely think a lot of that stuff is still possibly suppressed. Um, and I challenge you also, too, because you like me, Chief, like my wife was saying, hey, you seem like you're so open and you don't mind sharing what you went through and this and that. And I'm like, well, that's easy for me. Right. So some people would consider it me being more vulnerable just because I talk more than other people. But really, it's not because there's certain things that's back here that nobody has touched. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the things that I wasn't even aware of that just happened here and there would, would pop up. And I'm like, dang, I didn't even know that was such a you know, touchy spot. So I will agree, Chief, you are emotionally intelligent. You have no problem with being vulnerable. But I think, too, there are some things back there that you may not even fully comprehend how big they are actually for you. No, no, and I think I'm I'm not opposed to that because again, with these conversations we've been having on a podcast, like I didn't realize it were there were even like daddy issues in my head. I'm like out of sight, out of mind. Like it didn't really affect me. But as we as we started recording, like every other every episode was like, Yeah, well, my dad, and then you know, comments go, Oh, well, my dad, oh well, my dad. And it's like, bro, you mentioned your dad 15 out of the last 16 episodes. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, damn. So now we have this conversation, daddy issues conversation, and Bell and Prentice are going back and forth. And I'm sitting there just like getting angry. Like, watch, listen to the conversation, getting fired up. Like, they they telling childhood stories. I'm like, I ain't got shit to say. I don't have none of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have nothing. Yeah, it's something good, different. bad, or indifferent. Like, I don't have none of them. So, it, and I realized at that point, I'm like, yo, you, you it's probably some shit you need to iron out. There's definitely something there, man. And, and whatever, right? Like, However, whatever direction you want to go, obviously, you know, we got your back. But I think uh, I'll end on this and we can jump in. But I think I think there's something to be said about how vulnerable you are. I think you are vulnerable. But my opinion is it's it's like, for instance, like when 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 i got into my company it was this whole like tell us your story and i'm like man i'm not telling you motherfuckers nothing you know what i'm saying like that was my whole thing but i what i did is i created a story that was true but it wasn't all the, the whole story it was a piece of the story to say that i was vulnerable enough to tell my story but it was stuff that i just wasn't willing to reveal so i say that to say chief that you're very vulnerable in a lot of aspects but i i personally believe i personally believe the deepest challenges you have is a level of vulnerability that you're not willing to get to yet. And you can you can you can layer that by saying, "Well, I'm vulnerable," which is true. But you're vulnerable for I'm going to use this term, but I don't necessarily mean it literally, but like you're vulnerable for the masses, but you're not vulnerable for yourself. You see what I'm saying? Like like you like, "Hey, look, well look, I'm vulnerable, so you can't say I'm not vulnerable." But it's like where where it really counts when you really got to do some deep like where it's the introspective work could be heartbreaking that that's a place that you haven't gone yet. You know what I'm saying? I, I gotta, I gotta think about that deeper, but yeah, I probably potentially, potentially. You know, no, I mean, no, I, I think more, more so as it pertains to this particular situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause like I've, I've, you know, I've gone through peanut situation on stage in front of thousands of people in tears. So, you know what I'm saying? Like it ain't often you see a two, a, you know, six, two, 250 yeah. pound black man on, on stage in tears. That's it right there though. That's a public thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something that is understood that you're going to be vulnerable about. I'm excuse me, uh, emotional about. So it's understood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like peanut was murdered like that. Whoever you are, you understand that that is fucking traumatic. Mm-hmm. 
and you have the courage to speak about it in front of everybody. You know what I'm saying? And but that's known. Right. This other stuff isn't known. That's all I'm saying. No doubt. So would you guys? So it's it's. I'm kind, I'm gonna try to make this transition real quick. I, I think we're still on the same same page though. Yeah. So to today's topic. Thirty three minutes into the episode. <laughs> today's well, you topic having some technical difficulties, so that's probably yeah, like twenty three minutes. It's men and and broken hearts, right? Do you think? Do you guys think? First of all, when I say the phrase "broken heart," what's the first thing that comes to mind? And just just not a, not applicable to race situation. Just when I say "broken heart," what comes to mind? My initial thought is a female. Yeah. Okay. Female broke up with me or left me. Okay. So when I say if if I say men, um, as it pertains to men healing from a broken heart. Does that same, do those same things come to mind? It's crazy because my first thought is like, do we even know our heart was broken? And I, I, I say, I ask that because we talk about how we handle and process broken hearts, right? Is it fair to say that I'm heartbroken for not having my father in my life? Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. And so, and she, that, that's a great point because we all go to the woman thing because that was the first place right. where we and that's, felt it, but it definitely pro- more than likely starts with our parents. Some form of abandonment or the first people who are supposed to love us, them not being there, that was the true first like heartbreak. Right, yeah, because what they say, what they say, what they say, a, 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 a daddy, a daughter's first love. Right? You know what I'm saying? So when that, when that, when that, when it goes down like that, but again, that's something that when we say broken heart, the first thing we go is, oh, what woman did it to him? What, you know what I'm saying? But we don't look at it. So if I go, so if I go, I've definitely had my heart broken by a woman. Definitely had my heart broken by my father. Definitely had my heart broken by losing my brother. So that's three different realms of heartbreak that, have, you know, so one could say you're a broken man. One could say that. One could say that. Because when you said that about your dad, I'm like, damn, I didn't. I would like, like Adrian, I didn't. That doesn't cross my mind. Like in my mind, like a man, how's a man gonna break my heart? But yeah, if my father wasn't around, absolutely it would break my heart. Now again, back to this machismo that we as men carry this testosterone. It's like when or are we willing to even admit that so like so for instance right i'm my my dad's not in my life and i'm going into all these relationships there's a piece of me that's missing that i have not acknowledged yet you know what i'm saying so now this woman that i'm dealing with is now unfortunately getting the the repercussions of that you know what i'm saying like I didn't think about that. Like when you, when again, heartbroken, I thought I me, I went to two people in my life. Like, you know what I'm saying? That, that broke my mouth and both were females. So it's like, it's, it's a very interesting perspective from, from me, for you. Nah. And yo, yeah, yeah. I spot on. I really didn't start. I don't, I was talking to one of my clients when I got the, the, um, the son thing. And it was something that my, my therapist, he's an apostle too. 
but he was talking to me about sonship. Then it just started to to click, right? And so this is this is me on my chief vulnerability where I'll be vulnerable with everybody, right? Uh, in 134 really countries, to, Adrian, just so you know. Huh? 143. <laughs> 143 countries, just so you know. So oh, that's cool. That's cool. But with um, but with my father, I didn't realize it until I had a son. Everything that I really missed from my father, and your, like your father wasn't there. around. Don't yeah, he was. He wasn't, and I gave him a pass because. So my father, I was born in North Carolina, but when my mom had me, we moved to New York. So it's like, you know, he wasn't around. Like, my dad still worked on a farm. You know what I'm saying? So I gave him the doom, but it's like, no, you still wasn't there. And when I really sat, I noticed how my patience with my mom was like this. Like, my mom would get on my nerves, drop of the hat, da da this, da da that, short temper with my mom. I gave my dad all the grace in the world. That's and that was a worked, crazy man. imbalance that you know, I had to address. So I want to have that conversation with my dad. I haven't mustered up the boom, boom, boom to just, yo, dad, you wasn't around. You made promises you didn't keep. Like, this is everything I missed. I know, you know, whatever the reason, but this is something I need. I need to have this conversation with you. And I feel like until I do that, there's still pieces of me that's missing that is affecting me as a father and as a husband as well, too. So I, I got I got to attack that father thing too, Chief. No doubt, man. I think, but I think it's it's different. Obviously, it's levels to it. You know what I'm saying? But um, I never like outside of this conversation. Like, I didn't. I never processed it. Like, damn, your father broke your heart, B. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I'm saying. Like these conversations are so necessary because why? Where? What other platform would you have them? You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, how, how do you how do you how do you set the stage? Hey, my man, come come by. I want to well, come by. I want to holler at you about something real quick. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> like this shit ain't natural. You know so yeah. So Adrian, uh, so I did. At, at, so after my brother passed away, my brother was murdered. I don't like to say that. After my brother was murdered, um, my mom became very adamant about filling that void for me. So my father has. I have two siblings on my father's side, a sister and a brother. So my mother was really trying to fill that void and have me connected with them. So at 31. I met my father for the first time. I always said if I if I could walk by him every day and not see him. But the moment I saw him, it was it was literally like looking into my own eyes. Shit was like scary. Right. So, you know, honor thy mother, thy father. I respected him, said, you know, let me make you dinner, whatever. Came over, I made him some dinner. We talked, and and in so many words, he said the reason why he wasn't around is because he told my mother not to have me. So mm. right, right. So you so, know what's crazy, Chief? Up until right now. I thought he explicitly said that to you. No, he did. Oh, you said so many words. So I thought you were paraphrasing. No, no, no. So he, he those those words came out of his mouth. Okay. And uh, but I mean, there's obviously some fluff around is what I'm saying, but that's the part. You know what I'm saying that 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 stuck with me. Nevertheless, um, what's crazy, Bell, is like we had he told he was here for like an hour and a half, two hours maybe, and we had a very extensive conversation, and that's literally all I remember. I was yo, it's so crazy. That's how I know mm -hmm. we, we we connected because that's what I was going to say. I'm like, what else happened? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, because and and I don't know what happened, and you don't either at this point. But it's no. like he could have been like, I, I guess, and I'm not giving him the out. I'm just saying he he potentially 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 could have had remorseful undertones and or not at all. 
Okay. I would have, because I'm, I'm emotionally intelligent enough to be like, okay, I can kind of see where he kind of might yeah, regret. But, but, but uh, there was no, there was no like regret or remorse not, in the, in the yeah, tone, in the conversation. I don't, it I don't was, doubt. I don't doubt you at all. I don't doubt that he had, I, I believe it happened exactly how you said it happened. Um, but I'm just curious. I'm curious to know what his take on that conversation was. Like, you know how you received it, but how mm -hmm. was it? Ended. Not that that matters, right? No, no, right. I, 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 again, so I think now being being a little more healed, I can have the conversation and be able to digest it more. I think once I heard that, everything was like it didn't even matter. Exactly. That's what was that, said that's, that. where I was, that's where I was about to go because I'm like, yo, what did he say after that? You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, like, and, even... and I know it didn't. It didn't matter. I mean. I get it, man. Get so here, so here's so the next question on on our treatment, Adrian, and it talks about like why is the avoidance of dealing with our feelings and the work of healing, um, and the work of healing, like why is that such a huge part of the agenda for men? Like, think about it. I didn't realize I was harboring daddy issues. My father told me what he told me. We started a podcast seven, eight years later. Shit, I'm still enough. not cognizant that I have daddy issues. So I spent the majority of my life avoiding the feeling of heartbreak. So when it happens to us, dad, uh, sibling, breakup, whatever, dad, death, breakup, like we still have a tendency to hide behind the machismo. And not process through those emotions. You know, you, like we, we mentioned, you know, what comes up with healing the, the girlfriend, the breakup with the girl. Okay, cool. But what happens? We find another bad shorty. Don't process the hurt. End up either hurting them or getting ourselves hurt because we're getting ourselves hurt because we ain't we ain't ready to step on. But you know what I'm saying? So why is the why is it such a, a huge thing for men to avoid dealing with the hurt? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the main the main reason and probably answer you'll get from most people is because we're not, you know, taught to be hurt, right? Like that's weakness. You can't be weak, especially when you don't. Another thing of coming in without a father, there's nobody there to be strong. So it has to be you from an early age. You have to start taking, you know, that on. So it's frowned upon everywhere, music, sports, nobody cries, right? So off gate, we're coming out without having somebody to protect us. And then two, it just sucks being hurt, right? Who want to sit around and be and be sad all day? That's why as soon as a shorty leave, you think, I'm about to sit here and trip. Now, nah, let me hit something up. Let me go get something else that's going to make me feel good for the moment. And then we're not even going to think about it. We're going to lock that joint because we can compartmentalize. Great. Like, that's what we do. We compartmentalize, you know what I'm saying? We organize, we think linear. Okay, let me put this over here. I got you. You validated me. Cool. I'm, I'm good to go. Right. And what happens is eventually that stuff just piles up, piles up to one day it just start coming out in other areas. And it's just like, man, hold on. Something else got to be going Damn, on, right? Like and then um, the last piece is I don't think we're taught to sit with ourselves. Like we're taught about having relationships with everybody else. Nobody teaches us how to have a relationship with yourself how to process what you're going through, how to feel, and it's okay to feel, and what does it look like when you are sad, and how 
being sad is okay when you're alone and like all of those different things. So I say it's a combination of all of that. Yeah, but we don't even identify with the sadness because what it becomes is, oh, this bitch thinks she can do this to me. I'm about to knock shorty off and get me, you know what I mean? Get my validation back. And then we sitting with the anger afterwards of of, be, of having a heartbreak. It's never recognized as sadness. It's not recognized as hurt. All that we can't, I, we're not good at identifying the emotion. So we just turn it into anger, whatever it is. You when it don't go in our favor, it turns into anger. And we right. can't sit back. We ain't gonna say I'm heartbroken. Nah, she pissed me off. So they're gonna do what she do or whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? How's she gonna leave me and I wasn't even cheating? Right, but, <laughs> but that's because we were never shown to. But shout out to y'all, right? Because people are gonna tune into this, they're gonna see the type of conversation that y'all having, and now they have to explore it, right? Because it's there, the seeds are being planted by the things that y'all are doing. We can't explore something we weren't exposed to or never knew. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't never heard yeah. nobody tell y'all to sit in the sadness and work your way through that and learn how to be okay with you. You ain't never heard that till we became adults after we done figured it out, sat with ourselves, did our reading, our education, and wanted to do better ourselves. Hey, hey yo, you don't got to go any further than how you parent your children compared to how you were parented. Oh, my God. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it like, is night and day. I'm, but that's it, right? Like like, like, like um, somebody put in the chat, I had to open it and I closed it, but they were saying that we're taught to man up. And as men, that's what we're little, bo little boys, right? We're little boys were taught to man up, which is just crazy. Like I gave you a perfect example. My my son had a bad drop off. You know we doing awesome drop offs, right? So he had a bad drop off the other day. Uh, Lorraine took him, and um, like I'm like, hey buddy, like how'd it go? You know whatever, whatever. He's like, he's like, he was basically like, okay, daddy. I'll, I'll tell you when we get home. So when we got home, he was like, because he he thought by him telling me I was gonna let him watch TV, but I explained to him like, no, like you you lose the TV privilege because of your bad drop off. I guess he was wilding, but anyway. He's like, I'm like, well, just tell me what was going on. Like, what were you feeling? Like, this, this is my comment. Like, what were you feeling? You know what I'm saying? Like, what was happening that uh, that caused you to act out like that? And then he's like, well, it was he, he was going, going. He's like, and I, daddy, I was just overwhelmed. He's three. <laughs> like, he's three. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's just like, like, what? You know what I mean? But, but again, it's like, yo, my dad used to put the belt to my nose and be like, smell it. Like, before he beat me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the level of trauma that we used to go through oh, wow. is crazy compared to how we parent our kids. So what I'm saying is, Chief, you, we, us, our generation, at least, right? Our generation, we weren't taught those things. We weren't taught those coping mechanisms. We, we were taught to forge through. A lot of us were raised by single women. You know what I'm saying? So, and as we get older, it's like we look at our parents and we're like, oh, I don't want to burden them with this. Like, we barely can pay the rent. You know what I'm saying? Like, why, like, why, why am I going to worry about this? So we just suppress it, suppress it, suppress it. And then we keep going and we never deal with it. And then as we get older, now you in the street and maybe not necessarily doing anything illegal, but you in the street. You know what I'm saying? So, you got to protect yourself at all times and you being vulnerable is an opportunity for you to be taken advantage of. You know what I'm saying? By your peers. So no, I'm not about to show you that. No, she ain't break my heart. Nah, she might've did that, but I was doing this. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, nah, bro, you hurting. 
you hurting. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but we don't we don't understand that. So again, man, it's it's a product of of, of coming up in the eighties, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, hey, hold on. For those, those of you on IG, uh, I think you got to go to our All Black Many Therapy. But I think my issue is we're trying to stream on, on my page and our All Black Many Therapy page, and they're connected. So it's not letting me do both of them. I can only do one. So we went to the All Black Many Therapy page if you're, if you're still on there. Although, and, and we can't see your Instagram comments because it's some it's a it's something wrong with the whatchamacallit, you know what I'm saying? But um something wrong with the live stream. So if you want to comment and for us to see it, you got to go to the YouTube. By the way, those of you who watch right now in the middle of the episode, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We got to get to over a thousand subscribers before we can start, you know, pro uh benefiting the podcast in that fashion. You dig what I'm saying? So tap in with us at YouTube, become a member uh subscribe and you know help us out that way. Um, I just I didn't since I got an Instagram page now I jumped on to see the live, so I see it now. Oh, okay. So you know, cause yeah, cause you're doing. Oh, never mind. Um, yeah. So is is that the, is that the thing for us though, fellas? The quick fix is that 100%. is that is that what yeah. we believe is the heal? Because it it allows us not to have to deal with the present. You know what I'm saying? Like. Again, bro, and this is just my thought. All right, Adrian, please chime in. But my thought is, my thought that there's fear of the unknown. There's fear of unpacking some of that shit that that lays dormant. There's fear. So we do things to dance around it, to avoid it. You know what I'm saying? Things that are that we can stomach, that we can, that we are comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? Things that we can get reassurance with. Like, and this may not be a great example, Chief, but even with the you speaking about peanut on a mm-hmm. stage, you're going to get an overwhelming response of comfort from that audience. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like they're going to make you feel empowered about your level of vulnerability. Like this is a safe landing. It's a safe mm-hmm. land. You know what I'm saying? Because again, if, 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 if you can't embrace somebody after pouring their heart out like that, you don't have a soul. So you right. know, that's understood. Right. But and again, not using you as an example, but you don't necessarily know where these emotions are going to take you with this dad stuff. Again, so it was so deep, deeply buried that you didn't know you had the challenge until we brought it up because we got tired of hearing about it, basically. Right, right, right. So here's the thing, though. Like, I think not knowing where those emotions will take me isn't necessarily a bad thing because one, I'm, I'm, I'm more capable of identifying what that, where those, what those emotions are and processing in real time through those emotions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You haven't because I haven't had the conversation. So when that conversation happens, I I can now, you know what I mean? But, but, but you could have had the conversation. That's what I'm saying. It ain't like you don't know how to get in contact with this dude. I did have the conversation and I was triggered by one particular comment and then i don't know like i i honestly got though I, I i like i remember sitting he, him sitting on the couch and me looking at him and him saying that and then like like i don't even remember him like, i remember walking him out i remember handing him his plate of food and i remember him like walking him out of the house and that's what i remember from that conversation right so at that particular time during that conversation you weren't able to do all the things that you said you can do right now and you may not have been equipped. Cool. Then, yeah, yes, yeah, I'm saying. Then yeah. I wasn't able to like. But now you are, 
And what I'm saying is you haven't, and, and this isn't me coming at you. I'm just saying now you are, and you haven't had the conversation. That's mm -hmm. avoidance. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I just like, literally like maybe Tuesday this week, I had the conversation with my man, Mr. King. And, um, it became, it like just became more real. Like, bro, like why not? Like you're an adult. Yeah, you can I process mean, I, these I, emotions. Like you can, you can deal with it. I think you need and think you need an you needed an objective point of view. You know what I'm saying? Like you need an objective point because because my shit's biased, right? Like like you, my man. Like is it, ever since then it's been fuck Hector as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like so so I'm not gonna push you over. Yo, did you see the movie American Fiction? You got got to watch it. That was a great no, movie. But never. Wait, is it in the theaters or is it on the Yeah, yeah, it's a theater. But I got the fire stick, so we good. But nevertheless, but it's, it's a lion. Fuck out of here, Philip. Like that's, that's, that's my new joint. I'm just going be, you know what I mean? I don't give a fuck if your name is Philip or not. That's gonna be my joint. But real um, quick, yo, I want real quick. I want to shout out Bree. Bree got me this very simple Christmas gift with these uh, and you guys probably can't see, but these enlarged ice cubes. Mm -hmm. So kept my drink cold this whole time and didn't melt. It's like the um Mia would know it's the uh the thick ice cubes that we make um old fashions with. So shout out to Brie. No doubt. Shout out to Suge. Um that's Belle's daughter, by the way, in case y'all was wondering. Um, so we talked about again, we were talking about a broken heart via men, and we and we instantly made it applicable to 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 the woman. And I think that's what the majority of people are are interested in, in 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 talking about and hearing about so when it when it comes to that particular type of broken heart bell how when it comes to you um help us understand your process of of, of healing or dealing with the broken heart from when burning house you <laughs> 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 got your silly ass locked in the ice box <laughs> with nowhere to go <laughs> movie <laughs> look man, oh, we, we man. Take so, us the house party reference shout out to full force <laughs> um no man honestly like I, i've gotten my heart broke um one time uh, more than one time but one stands out more more than the other and it's different because i've never <laughs> it's gonna sound foul but I've never got my heart broken when I wasn't in the wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like my 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 ex girlfriend, we were together for a while, but I had did a lot of wild shit, and and by the time I was ready to be like committed and focused and yada yada yada, um, she she. She'll never admit it, but she was on her bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> and I got wind and 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 how I dealt with it. Like, I mean, I got in the car and drove six hours and showed up unannounced. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait, 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 wait. Did you get in the car? We or did you make us get in the car? Did you make us get in the car? Yeah, we got in hey, the car. Hey, hold on. Hey, hey, real quick. I I I queued this up for this moment. I had it waiting to go. What? What what'd you do again, Bell? I got in the car and drove six hours. Did I put it in here? I get you bullshit. I don't think I put it in here. 
Oh, I did. <laughs> you got in the car. Those six hours. Hey, y'all, this is for Bell. That crazy bitch out there again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Pulled up. You know what I'm saying? I pulled up unannounced. And um, I needed some answers. You know what I'm saying? And um, and I and I just went. So how I help? That's how. That's, that's physically how I handled it, right? I went to the to to her to address it, and then I kind of retreated for a little bit, and then again reflection, right? Like one thing about me is I'm I'm, I'm I've always been extremely self aware. Like if I'm doing some bullshit, I know I'm doing some bullshit. It ain't like I'm oblivious. So I just reflected. I reflected on the bullshit I was doing, and then like I had said on that that clip you had posted, I'm like I owe her that. You know what I'm saying? Like if 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 she was out here, I owe her that. Like I was when I said I was wilding, I was wilding. So at that point, this I, this was before outside was even a thing. <laughs> it was man, out listen, here. Yeah, I was out <laughs> outdoors, man. So so parking lot pimping was a thing, and and parking I was lot pimping. I was I was good at it. Um, but anyway, what I did was I I. I reflected and then and again this is this is a, this is a long relationship you know what I'm saying like she was the one I thought I was going to I didn't think I was going to get married at all but she was if I were to get married she was the one I thought I would be marrying so there was a lot of time invested in and what I did is I reflected and I apologized for what I did regardless of what she did or allegedly allegedly did and um and I tried to work my way back and Here's probably TMI, but I'm going to tell y'all because I feel like y'all been rocking with us for a long time. It's a true story. And Lorraine don't even know this, so she's about to find out this shit for the first time. So this is like... <laughs> don't like don't set yourself crap. up for a fight, Nick. No, I know. It's no, too late I'm now because she's going to ask you, so you might as well go yeah, ahead. I'm not, I'm not, but this is just long, 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 long time ago. But anyway, um, my daughter was... uh Something was going on, and, and my ex called me and because she was speaking to my daughter because something was going on and, and at that time my daughter was closer to her than, than she was my my now wife but my then girlfriend and it was very early on very early on and she was like um she was like I, she called me she's like yeah i talked to Bree, this that and the third yada yada yeah and um let me back up so during that process of me self-reflecting and basically telling her like look I'm I'm listen I'm going to do this I'm going to do that I'm going to do this like you can count on me and then when like my last straw my last straw when I was trying to get her back it's 2010 my last straw I had said to her cuz again I know myself I'm self aware I know I know exactly how I'm going to move I said um I said what sucks is you're going to all, all the stuff that you went through because of me will be in vain because some the next person is going to benefit from all these things, right? Like, and through our relationship, we had a plan on like what our life was going to look like, all these things, yada, yada, yada. She calls me, something was going on with my daughter. She calls me, talks to me, telling me about the conversation. And she's like, oh, I heard you guys found a house. I'm like, uh, and now we had, we hadn't bought it yet, but uh, we found it. And we put an offer on. I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, it's this, is that. I'm, 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 I'm describing the house to her, and immediately after I finished the description, I'm like, holy shit, 
I said, I said, this is the house I said we would have. And it was, it was a, it was a moment where it was like, I wasn't saying it to be an asshole. I was saying it because it was like really like a, a, a realization. Like it was, again, we, we were planning a life together when we were together. And I'm like, you know, we're going to have, you know, 3000 square foot house, three car garage, uh, in ground swimming pool. And I'm saying all these things to her and, and it hit me. And she's like, I'm like, holy shit. That's the house. I said, we were, I said, I said, do you realize? I said, I was a question. Do you realize what I just described is the house that I said we would have? And she, she got choked up. You could hear it in her voice. She's like, yep. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. But again, when to answer the question in a very simple way, <clears throat> I take action in heartbreak. So I I still have my goals. I still have my stuff that I want to get accomplished. And I and I told her that somebody's going to benefit from all these things and everything that you would have went through would be in vain. <clears throat> and that's what ended up happening. Now, her life is right. She's she's moved on as she should have. And, you know, she's doing great. So it's not like she needed me to do great. Like, and, and I didn't need her to do great. And but but I was hurt. So then I I started my current relationship where like shortly thereafter because um i was just like i now see that i can be with somebody and 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 create a future so let me find the right person to do that and it just so happened to work out that way so that that was my that was my response like i, I so I action your response was you take action and the action was Chasing your goals, chasing your dreams, but oh, did you? The action, action was reflection. The first action was reflection, and like what hand I played in the heartbreak. Okay, you know I'm saying like so that that was my for again. It was pretty obvious for me that I was the culprit. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't. It wasn't like. Like if I was doing all the things I was supposed to be doing and she broke my heart, that I've never experienced that. Like I've never, I was never, I was never not at fault in some capacity. Right. See what I'm saying? So, so was there was there any compartmentalization in that process? Because you talked about you know taking action, but in that in the in the act of taking action, like was there was there some avoidance? In this heartbreak, or did you, after the processing and the self reflection, you're like, I, I know what I did. I'm, I'm ready that, to move forward. That's exactly what it was. It was like, I know where I messed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, because again, I didn't put it on her. Like, yeah, she might have broke my heart, but it, it, it wasn't her fault. Like, she was a victim of circumstance. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, like I was wilding, and and so I decided I want to be good now. And she's just like, basically, like, enough is enough. And she did whatever she did or allegedly did. So it's like, nah, I had already got to the point where I knew what I needed to do. And and now I was just trying to find somebody to do that with. No doubt. Um, so, so everyone who was watching prior to, oh, he's back right now. So that that's good. Brother, man, he's back. Um, everything okay, Adrian? Yeah, man. My son fell out, fell out his bed and so was bleeding. So, but he back, he back man. sleeping, man. He he a G, <laughs> he a G. I cleaned him off, threw him on his shoulder. He fell asleep, laid him down. He was good. So, yo, it's so crazy because that's like my wife's biggest fear 
for my for my son. Like, yo, if you walk in his room, it's like 16 pillows at the bottom of his bed. Yeah. It's just like, yo. I mean, first of all, my man is 62 pounds. Like, he's going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I told him, like, look, all he got to do is fall once, and he won't fall again. So. Man. Yo, speaking of falling, man, I you talking about your son falling, Adrian. I, I go to pick up my nephew one day, and, you know, I pick him up all the time at the time. <laughs> I haven't picked him up since. Yo. We go into my we go into my cousin's house. She got like, it's like I got I got like five kids with me. I got my kids, my cousin's kids, you know what I'm saying? My nephew, whatever, right? So we go into my other cousin's house so the kids can all play and hang out. They excited to go play with their cousins. He is running out of the car. She got two brick steps and three two wooden steps, and then you just walk into the house. He trips before the first brick step fall, splits mm. or splits his forehead wide open. I gotta call his. I gotta call my man and be like, "Yo, I'm the baby." Like, do you know how heart wrenching? So he had two. He had two eyes when he got here, right? right? right. He had right, two so eyes like, when I picked him up, right? So what happened? Got one what happened Yo, split his joint to the white meat, right? Dead center of his forehead. The scar is like really, really gone now. You can't really see it, but yo, that to have to make that phone call and say, "Yo, your shorty got hurt on my watch," is the <laughs> the worst, fam. The absolute worst. So we tapped into, Mr. White, we tapped into, when it comes to you in particular, help us understand your process of healing from a broken heart. Oh, well, like I said, I think I'm still figuring out the stuff with my dad. I think it's identifying it and then being willing to just see the process through. You know what I'm saying? But from women, I will say, like with my ex-wife, when um when that ended it was me just learning to be with myself and forgiving myself right initially i went to the dating like you know what i'm saying because i left the crib i'm renting the room i'm paying the bills where her and my kids at in hopes that i come back going into debt while trying to take care of myself too um went from you know having my daughters with me they whole time they whole life they was always with me to now here I am renting the room. Man, I went out and hit the streets so hard, y'all. So hard. But it was crazy because my first date, I'm crying on the date, right? Because she not my wife. I'm like, yo, you're not even, what am I doing here? She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, man, my uncle died. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wow. I just had to make something else up. But it was legit like, yo, you're not my wife. Why am I? Why am I that here? is funny. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. And then from That's there, funny. it was like, yo, you you got to become enough for you again. And then that's what it started off doing. When I would get sad, go in my little prayer closet, pray. It was some nights I'm like, yo, I'm just going to cry in here, God, like until you do something different. You know what I'm saying? Um, I started going to therapy myself. My therapist told me something that I hung on to. She said, just because your life isn't going to be what you thought it was going to be, doesn't mean it's going to be different. I mean, it doesn't mean it's going to be bad. It's just going to be different. And so right. I held on to that, held on to that. started doing my mirror challenge when every night I'm looking in the mirror and it's like, are you enough for you today? Yeah, that's the way mm. I live my life. And I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And then I can't even tell you how. It was just one day I just felt a lot better about myself. I was comfortable with the, you know, the loss. Um, initially, I was trying to, you know, go over and beyond for her approval still. That was draining. And yep. then I finally got yep. to the point where I'm like, you know what? 
I don't give a damn what you think about me, what nobody else think about me. That's when I really realized, yo, like I'm him. I'm patient. I'm kind. I'm an honorable man. I admitted my wrongdoings. Can't nobody put me on a stake no more. It was like one day as I kept building, building, it was like, okay, something just clicked. And I was just different in the way my peace and everything just started moving. It was just different. I can't pinpoint the exact day when it happened. I just know I stopped running away. I stopped going to the clubs. I stopped dealing with the different women. And bit by bit, I became enough, you know, for me. But it's levels to healing, too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, once I got married again, I started to see, okay, you ain't fully over everything. Like, you healed as far as you could be as an individual man. But now to have to open back up and be vulnerable with somebody else, that's a whole nother level of healing that that um I had to go through, too. Yo, and that's a... um. <clears throat> That's a that's a great point because I think you can you can prepare yourself to be in the next relationship to the best of your ability, but you don't realize what's unhealed until you cross that bridge again with the new person. Facts. So yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a very valid point. It's uh, what was the quote? Um, the the most shout difficult. Out, shout out to Ben. I see you in the chat. Yeah, the most difficult relationship is is the healthy one after the toxic one or something like that. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Yep. So yeah, yeah, that's a that's a real. It was because with with me and my first wife, she wanted me to leave for like a year and a half, two years, and I'm like, yo, I'm not leaving my family. Like you could go, and then her thing was, well, you know, I can't afford to leave. And wait, I wait, 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 wait. Your first wife wanted you to leave. Who? Her. She wanted me to leave. She's like, yo, I don't want to be with you. You oh, need to move out and leave. And I'm God. like, no. I'm not leaving my family like that. I'm not going to be that man that walks out on his family. You could go. But then after a while, it's like, all right, bump it. I'm a, I'm a dip. So when I got married again, my mindset was, I will never beg a woman to stay with me ever again. So when me and my wife got into it, she wasn't even saying she was leaving. She was like, yo, I'm going to pack a bag. I think I'm going to go stay with my parents for a weekend, go to Arizona. And I'm like, yo, if you go to Arizona, don't come back, yo. Mm. And it's like, where did that come from? That abandonment, all of that other stuff. And it's like, yo, it's, it's, it's levels to it. Like, like, like Chief was saying, it's only a certain amount of healing you could do alone until you got somebody who could, who could touch some of those old wounds. And then you got to still go through that process and be able to talk about that. So, so the question was asked, fellas, uh, my boy, my two boys and me says, do you yep. think it's true That's the that, that men get under one to get over the other? Absolutely. But it doesn't but I, really help. Well, well, it don't work. <laughs> exactly. It don't work. It, it don't, don't work. really. Like, it don't yeah. really help. In theory, it makes perfect sense. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? it makes perfect sense. But then, but then you end up crying on a date. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> crying, yo. I'm like, damn, what's wrong sensitive with you, ass. <laughs> sensitive. That's funny as hell. So I know somebody gonna get at me. Reese probably talking junk in the chat right now, talking about why he chief ain't answer the question because she like y'all do all the talking. Yeah, so tell, tell, tell the about your heartbreak that we all have to go through. <laughs> Which one? What are you talking about? The one. <laughs> long, 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 long time ago. <laughs> that <shit> talk. <laughs> that was before I knew what emotion was. Never mind emotional intelligence. Like. It was a long time ago. I had me fucked up. My first love was rough on me, <laughs> Mr. White. It was bad on me. But uh, I, I think in my... Record, when I met her, I didn't trust her. Just for the record. 
Like when I first met her, I'm like, mm, she might be in these streets. I don't know, you know. Yeah, <laughs> she did me dirty. <laughs> well, shout out to shout out to her though, because she probably she started my poetry career. <laughs> word, word. So word. that's word. She she started my poetry career, but nevertheless, uh, the first thing I do is 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 now is definitely self reflect. I got to sit back and like. I've learned via the heartbreak, like to reflect good, bad, or indifferent. Like whenever things go down now, like I'm always like, how could I have made that better? What could I have done differently? You know what I'm saying? To really capitalize on the moment. So I look back at that poetry has been a major, major, major outlet. But I also think that's in having this in, in learning in this conversation, poetry is probably a way for me to mask it more than deal with it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. This just me again knowing you have you let anyone in to the degree that you once did from the first relationship heartbreak long 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 time ago mm-hmm. no he had to think about it the answer no because no. i'm because I'm, because i remember because it was like a significant feeling like i remember like my my play play first love and then when I actually like really fell, like it, the, it shit felt different. Shit was like a completely different feeling. So I can't say that I've had that feeling again, but I did allow someone. That's tough. That's tough because with the, my last relationship was, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like with, with like serious commitment was with, with MJ's mom and three no, months into, I'm supposed to, but three months into that, my brother gets murdered. So I'm, I know. I you know what I'm saying? So that ain't, it, I don't know how to let nobody in at that point. You know what I'm saying? So mm, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I knew obviously that, but I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. But so I, when, I, I don't believe that that relationship specifically would be a good measuring stick because it was so many external factors. You know what I'm saying? Like with people right, right, right. like that, like, I, I, I'm just curious, man, because I'm just I'm I'm playing in my mind, like, because this is fun. So, h- how long are we going? I'm gonna tell the story anyway. It doesn't matter how long we're going. But um, so <laughs> people, we 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 do a, a, a annual Poconos trip. Um, it's like literally like 19 of us, and I don't know if you noticed, know Chief, but Mac Mac and V backed out. They got some prior commitments. Okay, so. So now it's, it's it's more space available, and um, everybody's like, "Is Chief dating anybody?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I mean, no one he wants to bring to the Poconos, to my understanding, but um, but I can ask him. But I'm but I say all that to say, I'm thinking back, and I'm like, I wonder. I'm just thinking back to the people. And I'm like, I wonder if he ever <clears throat> let them in." And not to say that it's because of that relationship, but I'm just I'm just curious. Like I, I I don't know. I don't. I mean, I think I've I've cultivated like like some real um, meaningful relationships. Like this. people are still very near and dear to my heart, but I don't think. No, it's plain and simple. No, I don't think I've I've literally like put the wall down and been like, yeah, here I am, here we go. You know what I'm saying? I don't think so. Okay. And that, I don't, I, I, I can say that. I, vulnerability, sir. No, nah, I don't believe that. But I do believe I'm ready, though. Anybody want to go to Poconos with me? 
What's happening? <laughs> no, no, no. Is this ship? I think this might be uh our ninth or tenth year, something like yeah. that. So 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 Ben just com- I, I gotta turn these comments off because I'm reading all of them. So Ben just commented um he's scared to do so. And I I know and I'm not gonna tell the shout story. out to Mary. Mary Barry was handing. I'm not going to tell the story, but Ben Ben is going through a situation where he's not back on the market. You know what I'm saying? And he said he, he's scared to do so. And I don't. How did you, Adrian? How did you get to the place where you were ready to receive? Was well, well, Uncle Tommy, uh, or nephew Tommy, uh, ready to love? How did you get yeah. to a place where you was ready to love again? He cried on the first day and opened up the vulnerability spot right there. Nah, they knew he he did. You're hilarious. But now I think for me, it took it took something different, man. Like, because I wasn't looking for it. You know what I'm saying? It's like when I met my wife, we was just cool. But it took her to like, like the way she started loving me. And then I tried mm-hmm. to push her away, like straight jab, like, yo, I'm not even, I'm, I left, I was at a strip club. I'm like, yo, I'm at this, I'll be trying to believe in God, babe. I'm falling short. I'm drunk. I'm leaving the strip club. You need somebody else. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I, I'm not him. I'm not him. Wow. I'm not him. I said, I'll be trying. I'll fall short. I'm not him. She said, listen, that's between you and God. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love you. I support you. If you don't want me to talk to me, cool. That's up to you. But all of that other stuff, that, that's between you and God. I just enjoy having a conversation with you. That shit hit so different, yo. Like, to just fully be accepted. Because a lot of times we'll do self-sabotage. That's like exactly what you're doing. Me, right? Yeah. Exactly what I, yeah. I was telling on myself. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, yo, hey. like, I'm, I'm blowing ones in the strip club. I'm drunk. I ain't prayed today. Yeah. <laughs> and she was but so- like, yo, that's. You and God, I'm here. If you don't want to talk to me too, I respect that too. But I enjoy talking to you, and I'm here. I wanted I sh- to I shed address- a tear in the whip. We was on the phone. I shed a little tear in the whip. Like, dang, like this nigga really like <laughs> yo I love a nigga, bro. <laughs> and and I think uh, so. I wanted to say that the, 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 shout out to Ben. He says I did that before. I felt bad on the first date, and I think a lot of times women like we're like men are we're, we're very hard in the exterior, so they can't really see these emotions that we be going with. We be trying to give ourselves a chance, but uh we be in our own way sometimes because we haven't processed, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I actually help. I had some, you know, beautiful people in my world who are willing to, you know, give me everything. And I fucked it up and might even still have an opportunity, but like, I feel like because of all the damage that I did, I don't want to reopen. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to rehash the moons and go back down that, down that thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's been, been, been really, really holding me back. Cause I got someone I know in particular who will love me to death just the way I need to be loved. But like, I just feel like the damage is done and I can't, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm still trying to forgive myself for that. You dig? So it's hard to forgive yourself. Man. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at in that one. But, um, I think just processing like hurt is, uh, it's obviously different for everybody, but, um, we, I think the first phase in it would be, you know, before I even go in that, are there, what, like, are there signs, fellas, that you would that like if you were to, if if a woman was to ask you like how can I? Are there signs that I can tell this man is broken or this man has not completely healed? Like blatant signs that are out there for the woman in in particular. 
if you're talking to a woman going, yo, you're dating this dude and he, he, he sounds broken or, you know, whatever, are there, are there any specific, you know, tidbits you can throw out there that kind of help them assess the person they're with? Well, before we give it like a general answer, I, I would say we have to um, ask questions, man. Like, like you got to ask questions, understand, because you can at least get a the picture can be painted. Now, you may not know exactly how that person's feeling or whatever the case, but you can get understanding. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's that's and it's I'm I'm probably not the best person to ask either because like I've been out the game for a minute, man, and um and I just feel it's different now. Like I feel it's different now because I feel like you know 13 years ago or however long it's been since I've been with her, it the conversations weren't as as we weren't as emotionally intelligent as we are now. So let you me know? ask you this with that being said though, because you talked about having these conversations and asking questions. If Shorty hit you with these 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 particular you know deep and 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 thought provoking questions off the rip that's not off putting you don't get some people most people get taken aback by that when it happens like that I think the adults now are like asking those you know like how do you process your anger like that's a legit you know but it's like, a legit question but I don't even know if I'm gonna speak to you again after tonight so don't <laughs> ask me that on the first night you but that's know what, what I'm saying, saying? Like, so a lot of the, like nowadays because. I'm going to give a general answer. So I have a really good friend of mine, right? Really good friend of mine. And I was talking to them. And I'm like, yo, who's your best friend? And they was like, well, I ain't really got one. And we just started going on this rabbit hole. I've known them for 20 plus years. And I'm like, you don't have a best friend. Like, why? You know, like, and I start to uncover that they just... They don't let anybody in. They don't trust anybody. You know what I'm saying? And and in my opinion, and I'm not saying this is a fact, but in my opinion, you can judge a person by the people they have around them. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that are closest to them, it can tell you a lot. If they have nobody, nobody. Even more, no? That's a that's that's some that in my opinion is a cause for concern. You know what I'm saying? Like if they don't have a right hand man or a woman, that's a cause for concern. Like why? Why ain't nobody in your corner? You know what I'm saying? Like I I think um I don't know. I just that's just one thing like like that 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 could tell you something. It again it it, it won't tell you everything. But it can tell you something. It can tell you that there's a challenge letting somebody into that level. What does that mean for you and them in that relationship? I don't know. But there's something that needs to be potentially unpacked there. But I, I, I would have to agree. Um, I wouldn't ask. I wouldn't ask these Doctor Phil ass questions on the first. No, no, date. I, I get that. But like a lot of sometimes in the beginning, there are some of these like uncomfortable not necessarily uncomfortable but like really thought-provoking questions that like are are asked and it can kind of be very off-putting it, when, when it happens like that but I, again when you have two you know mature adults who are like serious and intentional about moving forward some sometimes those questions are very you know are very pertinent to 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 the conversation like the betting process it could be quick like this is oh, a word i i'm already i already know how you handle things i'm out of here you know what i'm yeah. saying but see this you know is what the downside of that is too though because i'm i'm 
we only been married for like a little over a, a year and we was only dating for a year. So, but back when I was out there, it was it's just like uh, an interview. So it becomes you exactly. an interview, you give them whatever they want to hear, get the buzz and then you out. So they setting themselves up by answering that. You and, already and, know what questions coming. What do you do? What's your life plan? How do you? Oh yeah, boom, boom, boom. Oh yeah. So they set themselves up with that. Yeah, and and that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. It becomes transactional. You know what I'm saying? It's like I think there's society, social media, whatever you want to call it. I feel like there's been such a emphasis on love and relationships, and then also women who have kids and 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 want to find their life partner, and women who don't have kids and want to have somebody to have find 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 a partner to have kids with and men who are accomplished and they want to settle down. I, I feel like this is unwarranted pressure that they put on themselves and everything becomes a fucking interview. You know what I'm saying? It's like you hear all these great questions on Instagram and then you ask them, but it's like, yo, I'm not even in a position to answer that shit truthfully right now. You know what I'm saying? And you don't even know me well enough to know if I'm answering it truthfully. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's like, Get to know me. You can answer that right now, Bell, which is the next question. Because I talked about other signs that we can help, you know, a woman to identify it. But what about the men? Like, are there signs where we can say, fellas, like, if you're doing this or if you feel this way, like, you still might have some healing to do, bro. You still might be a little bit heartbroken. You can identify for to give to men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I think one thing is if your cutoff game is just too strong. Like, if you just cutting people off for nothing, I'd be saying, nah, she did this, it's a wrap. I'm like, dang, like, why? So I think that could be a sign to not saying something has to be wrong, but a pause to explore your why, right? Because nobody's perfect, right? When you think about word association, all of these other things, you literally just now getting to know somebody. So off of one bad conversation, now you're automatically just eliminating this person one bad yeah. game and it can yep. even be a friendship yep. you know what i'm saying yep. you're cutting them all yep. one bad yep. thing and it, it's not even realistic so i think that's exactly. one area is it not though because i i think as the, the the more mature we get the more we realize what we want and what we don't want and if yeah. we see something we don't want we're not you know what i'm saying we yeah. don't have to tolerate that nah man but you need context bro you need context and if you don't know a person you don't know where that's coming from. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. I, I just feel like society today, they've made this dating, like Adrian said, an interview, right? A three-step, four-step process interview because they have, they have what they're looking to accomplish. So the next person I meet, I... Well, not the next person, but I want to marry or I want to do something. So I need to meet these people to see if they're good enough to marry. When it's like, no, what if they're, let's just start if they're good enough to be around. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you good enough to, to, yo, Chief, you and I talk, the three of us, me, you and us talk about this shit all the time back in the day. Like, when we were dating, there were women that we would be maybe hooking up with, maybe not, but we would just like to be around them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Especially as, when you find a cool one that's yeah, 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 for sure. Like we just want to be around y'all. Like if we end up hooking up, we do, but it's like, no, I just like you. I just want to be around you. Yeah. And, and I feel and that, like the criteria and the and the fucking 
the checks and balances that people are mentally going all over in their head as they're talking to somebody. And as you said, excluding them because they answer one thing wrong, but not even realizing or understanding if they can even be around this person for multiple days. Right. And, and you know, and it's crazy because I had that and I fucked it up, but like established that great, like friendship, friend, that, that friendship foundation was everything. You know what I'm saying? It was solid. We laughed, we joked, we enjoyed being around each other and then, you know, whatever, whatever. But I wanted to address this situation, Mary's comment right here. And I'm, I'm just going to touch on it and leave it alone. But it says men ignore red flags more than women just because they want cheeks. Might be true. But there's way more single moms out here than single dads. Yo, you see, you started some shit. But, but are, the, think, am are, I wrong, though, Bell? We ignore the red flags? You knew this nigga wasn't shit. You gave him some cheeks and had his baby now he ain't around. So I'm going to tell y'all the truth. I'm going to tell y'all the truth. We don't ignore the red flags. Here's, and I'm going to make a general statement, and I'm not saying it's fact. Men can pick up on women's insecurities faster than women can pick up on men's insecurities in most cases hell yeah right we mask it anyway right so all we do is play on those insecurities because i don't i don't care who you are right you make six figures you have a master's degree all that shit you got some insecurities we all do Mm -hmm. differences i can pick up on them faster than you can pick up on mine and all i'm going to do is play to those insecurities and if you let me play to those insecurities, then, yeah, I'm going to get some cheeks and I'm going to bounce or I'm going to do whatever. But if you don't let me play to those insecurities, I'm like, oh, OK, she's different. You know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't run game, if you will, because I know all the right things to say. Like, listen, right. when I was in my 20s. All I had to tell women is that I have custody of my daughter. <laughs> oh, he's a great man. Such an awesome yeah. guy. That's it. That and that was followed by I have the most comfortable bed in the tri-state area. Right. <laughs> hey, hey, Adrian, Mr. White, I've heard it verbatim. <laughs> night after and, night. <laughs> and and ain't nobody checking for no red flags. You know what I'm saying? But what do I what do I know? She's a single mom, her baby daddy ain't shit. <laughs> Yo. You know what I'm saying? And she oh lived in the projects with the, and bought the, the bed that came with the mattress. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like I'm in. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like what? playing on those insecurities. That's all I got. Hey, it is crazy because <laughs> nigga hit the sixes right off the whip. It would just say six feet, six pack, six figures. And I can take care of my daughter. <laughs> and I got a comfortable bed. <laughs> like, what are we really talking about? So what, we, like, what are we talking about? So, like, that's funny. Optically, I check all their boxes. You know what I'm saying? But but I ain't at the time I ain't shit. Like I know exactly what I'm doing. What I'm playing on your insecurities. What? Like you listen, you, you may be a big deal, but the minute I smell blood, I'm like, oh no, nah, I got you. Yeah, you know it's it, in that. In back, but back then it was just it was easy. You know, we fresh out of college. You know what I mean? Like oh, by the way, I got two degrees. You know what I'm saying? From you know, you know, and that just it, it's it's an easy sell at that point. And, like when the blood is in the water, sharks coming. Man, official <laughs> dynamite, man. <laughs> Anywho, so oh, so I don't, so so I don't I like my general statement is I don't believe we ignore them. I think we 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 deal with them. And and deal with is subjective. 
I just told you how I dealt with them. Somebody else may deal with them a different way. They may keep them around to serve a purpose or whatever, right? I, I don't, I don't know, but I'm just telling you how I dealt with them. No doubt, Mr. White. So to your point, any like, are there any signs we can tell the men to look out for? Or maybe the people in his life just to look out for like he could be hurting like because it don't have to be a relationship type thing maybe the cousin can be like yo my man like you you doing this like you sure you you know you healed yeah i would say um isolation if you see him isolating or if you see him just running through a lot of women quickly too too fast trying to fall in love too fast you know you got them niggas out there me oh she the one yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh, she's the one. Oh, she's my too. And then two weeks later, you know, it's it's somebody else. You know that that they're the one. But I just think the main thing is ask questions, y'all. Take the time to check in with your friends, ask questions, and try to be aware. We said, what school y'all go to? Uh, yeah, Joe, yo, Joe, I really want to get you up here one day with and 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 chop it up with the fellas, man. I really think you could benefit from some combo with us, man. I've, I've, you know, I ain't gonna put it out there now, but I think we should have, we should definitely have a conversation, bro, for sure. Um, yo, I thought this was a, a was was a, was a pretty a pretty good conversation, but I wanted to one last question before we wrap this up. What advice? would you have for men who are able to recognize they're dealing with hurt? What advice would you give them to help them process through it? Get a therapist. Um, I would say find somebody to talk to about it, right? Don't isolate yourself. I think that's one of the worst things we could do is isolate ourselves and keep, and keep it in. Right. So it's okay for you to be sad. It's okay for you to not know what the next thing is, you know, to do. It's okay for you to not know, you know what to do in those situations right so not only have your circle if you need to talk to a professional talk to a professional but write about it sit in it don't try to um and don't turn to the temporary vices man you know something temporary if you got to keep doing it or start to increase it so don't start going to the club now you clubbing all the time now you drinking every day now you getting high every day like stop running to temporary vices and and just go through your process man Go through your process, use your supports, and just take it a day at a time. It'll, it'll save you so much resources, pain, hurt. Because one thing I learned is you're going to have to go through it eventually anyway. So it's better to go through it now and get it out the way versus to start attaching yourself to more people, making more bad decisions and things that you're going to have to deal with that could possibly end up like me freaking healing through my ex-wife, messed around and had a baby. This 18 plus years I got all because I didn't want to go through the go through the process. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So take the time to go through the process. It's not gonna be easy. I'm telling you now, I can't tell you the day in which it's all gonna click, but it will click for you. Yeah. I think uh for me, if I'm giving any any advice on how to process through through the through the hurt, I think one is just being able to acknowledge that you you going through something instead of hiding it be like yo like i don't you know I'm, I'm hurting right now and then assess your role in the hurt if any you know what i'm saying and see how you can help yourself be better and and apply those lessons to your next situation relationship loss whatever the case may be and see how you can you know do better for yourself in that regard but in addition to all of that like the general was saying you know what i mean tap into your people tap into a therapist you know get 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 it out 
whether it be talking to somebody, writing it down, you know, journaling. Some people, you know, we all got our, our ways, but I think, you know, they'll resort to the gym, the punching bag and whatnot. Yeah, that's cool. It's great for the moment, but you still ain't talking about it. You know what I'm saying? So it has to be. So for me, like, for example, I'm, you know, I'm a writer, so I, I put it on the page. But what happened is I got so when I'm dealing with certain things, like I was going through some situations with my, my kids' mothers and it was it was it was getting the best of me. And I felt like I couldn't I didn't want to write a poem about it because I felt like I would be violent, you know, vilifying or violating them. But in actuality, Prentice was like, yo, chief, like you could like everything ain't for the stage. And I'm like, oh, shit, like like you're right. Like I could I could still journal. You know what I'm saying? So I put it all in a book and just got it out of me. And that was like a, a big sigh of relief. And then, you know, processing with the homies and whatnot. But like, get it out in some way, shape, form or fashion and communication, like get it out in words, not, you know, through via the punching bag or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yo, I really, really dug this conversation, fellas. I thought it was I thought it was a bunch of gems being thrown in here. I think the people, the people rock with it. Y'all let us know in the comments what you thought or whatever. Um, if you still here, y'all do me a favor, hit the like button one time for the one time. And um, those, I guess, as my man Hint would say, the likes help the channel the most. So throw some likes up in there. Um, subscribe to the channel. We need to get our subscribers up and whatnot. Um, yeah, no doubt. That was for your shorty, though, Mia. Give it to the shorty, man. <laughs> but um, we're gonna close this as we as we always do, man. Um, Bellhead. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go first. Give us your your final thoughts or takeaways from the episode. I thought this was good, man. I um I like the uh, different directions that we went. Um, and I think <clears throat> it was a different approach to to to, to heartbreak for men, as as we said originally. Like I I saw the treatment at no point that I think we were going to talk about. Um, if a, if a man could put potentially break your heart. And I think that's a, that is a uncharted territory and even saying it out loud kind of felt weird for me just now. So that's definitely something that's worth exploring because, and it doesn't have to be your father. You know, I think there's friendships that you can experience heartbreak from. Right. And, and, and if I'm being honest, that's why a lot of us don't trust, you know, because we don't want to experience that from somebody we trust. So it's just easier for us not to trust. And um, from from like a peer to peer relationship. And then we find ourselves in a position where it's like, OK, I can be vulnerable with her. Right. Because she's not a threat. And then we could then find ourselves in the same situation. But no matter what the situation is the the outcome is all that matters it's like how you move forward and that's something that i don't believe any of us has clearly defined i think we find our way through it and we get through it but i don't believe that we all have a blueprint you know and and i hope this conversation can help people lead down their path of 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 um of healing and it it's going to be different for everybody you know the duration the experience all of that but i think if if i have one ask is that these conversations can can help just get you closer to whatever it is you need you know that's my final thought that's what's up mr white 
Final thoughts. Uh, final thought. Um, healing is, is, is uncharted territory. You know, it's uncharted territory for a lot of us, but go forth. It'll be worth it. Um, take the time to prioritize you, getting to know yourself. Um, start, and I will start with your first relationships, you know, mom, dad, looking at all of those things. Um, continue to work on using your support system. If you need to get a therapist, coach, get you some counseling, definitely do those things. For all of those men who are hurting, it's a journey to forgive yourself, right? <clears throat> it's something we not taught how to do, but it starts with perceptive, your perception of the things that you did. So I will tell y'all, you know, you're not your mistakes. You are worth a second chance. You know what I'm saying? So continue to grind. And last but not least, just because your life isn't going to be what you thought it was going to be, don't mean it's going to be worse. It's just going to be different. I can respect that. I can respect that. Um, For me, I think one, the first step, uh, they say the first step to rehab is admitting you have a problem. You know what I'm saying? So I think first thing first is to sit back and go, damn, I'm actually hurt. I'm hurting. Like, and once you acknowledge that, you can then begin to devise steps to move forward in that. However you want to process that is is on you. But I think as as men, the first thing we do is tell us what tell us is try to convince us ourselves of what we are not when we're actually sitting right in the middle of it. You know what I'm saying? So do that first. Assess it, acknowledge it. And then begin to address it. So those are my final thoughts for the episode. Um, I don't remember how to get back to the joint. There we go. Um, so with that being said, y'all. Um, live show this Tuesday, New Britain, Connecticut. Pull up. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, Miss Layla to you. She says she appreciated the conversation, learned a lot by just listening. Thank you. No, thank you for tapping in with us. Um, if you're still here, y'all throw some likes and uh, hit, hit the like button one time for the one time. Um, this Tuesday, January 9th, 8 p.m. in New Britain, Connecticut, we are doing a live audience recording of the podcast. Prentice is flying over from Oakland. We'll all be in the spot and um, having some more, you know, some more conversations to help us grow and, and, and be better. So if you're interested in coming to the live recording, hit us up at live at abmnt.com. Request your tickets. Um, it's only a limited amount of tickets. So, you know, hit us up now if you want to come in and, and, and join the party with us. If you enjoyed this conversation, I'm sure the next one will be, you know, just as good, if not better. Um, we got a website, y'all, abmnt.com. Go, go cop some merch. We got some merch out and whatnot. We also have a voice line for those you might, you know, be struggling in a moment. Hit us up at the voice line. The number is 860-410-6160. I got to put that in a banner. I forgot to do that. But it's 860-410-6160. We, got tech, we, we, we get text messages there, do, uh, there too. So, you know what I mean? Shoot us with a text message or call. It rings to mine, Prentice, and Bell's phone. So, just a matter of which one of us will answer. We do answer if we catch it. And um, we'll go from there. Uh, any last remarks, Bob? I feel like I'm, you know. Want to make no, sure I, I got everything. I think you did. I think you covered everything. Um, I'm tired, man. I've been on, I've been on call since seven thirty. 
So, no doubt. So sorry to keep y'all up all night, but I thought the conversation was powerful, man. So per usual, man, do us all a favor and hug a black man today. Do it. And tomorrow. Do it. We out, y'all. Peace.